And if that's what it takes, God, in His loving kindness, will use that. Hello there, this is the LifeSpring Family Audio Bible, and coming to you from Riverside, California, podcasting since 2004, I'm your OG Godcaster, Steve Webb. This is the daily podcast where we are reading through the entire Bible in a year. Our reading today is Isaiah 51 through 55, and I'm calling the episode, The Healing. After my comments, we'll of course learn what happened on this date in church history, and we've got some prayer requests. Let's get started. Isaiah chapter 51 Listen to me, you who are following what is right and good, and who are looking for the Lord. Look to the rock from which you were cut out, and to the hole from which you were dug. Look to Abraham your father, and to Sarah who gave birth to you in pain. When he was but one I called him. Then I brought good to him and made him many. For the Lord will comfort Zion. He will comfort all her waste places. He will make her desert like Eden, like the garden of the Lord. Joy and happiness will be found in her. There will be much giving of thanks and much singing. Listen to me, O my people. Hear me, O my nation. The law will go out from me, and my law will be a light to the people. My being right and good is near. My saving power has gone out, and my arms will judge the people. The islands will wait for me. They will trust with hope for my arm. Lift up your eyes to the sky, and look to the earth below. For the sky will go away like smoke, and the earth will wear out like a piece of clothing, and those who live in it will die like flies. But my saving power will be forever. My being right and good will not come to an end. Listen to me, you who know what is right and good, you people who have my law in your hearts. Do not fear the shame of strong words from man. Do not be troubled when they speak against you. For the moth will eat them like a piece of clothing, and the worm will eat them like wool. But my being right and good will be forever. My saving power will be to all children's children to come. Awake, awake, put on strength, O arm of the Lord. Awake as in the days of old, as you did with the people who lived long ago. Was it not you who cut Rahab in pieces and who cut through the big dragon? Was it not you who dried up the sea, the deep waters, and who made a path through the deep sea for your saved people to cross over? So the people for whom the Lord paid the price to be saved will return. They will come with songs of joy to Zion. Joy that lasts forever will be on their heads. They will receive joy and happiness, and sorrow and sad voices will hurry away. I, even I, am he who comforts you. Who are you that you are afraid of a man who dies? Why are you afraid of the sons of men who are made like grass, that you have forgotten the Lord who made you? He spread out the heavens and put the earth in its place. Why do you live in fear all day long because of the anger of the one who makes it hard for you, as he makes ready to destroy? But where is his anger? The one in chains will soon be set free and will not die in prison, and he will always have enough bread. For I am the Lord your God, who fills the sea with action so that its waves sound, The Lord of all is his name. I have put my words in your mouth and have covered you with the shadow of my hand. I spread out the heavens and put the earth in its place and say to Zion, You are my people. Awake, awake, stand up, O Jerusalem, you who have drunk from the Lord's hand the cup of his anger. You drank it down and you had trouble walking. 
There is no one to lead her among all the sons born of her. There is no one to take her by the hand among all the sons she has brought up. These two things have come upon you, being laid waste and destroyed, hunger and the sword. Who will have sorrow for you? How can I comfort you? Your sons have become weak and have fallen down. They cannot help themselves, and they lie at the top of every street like a deer in a net. The Lord has poured out His anger and sharp words upon them. So hear this, you who are suffering, who are drunk, but not with wine. Your Lord, the Lord of your God, who fights for His people, says, See, I have taken out of your hand the cup that makes you have trouble walking. You will never drink from the cup of my anger again. I will put it into the hand of those who make it hard for you, who have said to you, Lie down that we may walk over you. You have made your back like the ground, and like the street for them to walk over. Isaiah chapter 52 Wake up, wake up, Jerusalem! Become strong! Be beautiful again, holy city of Jerusalem! The people who do not worship God and who are not pure will not enter you again. Jerusalem, you once were a prisoner. Now shake off the dust and stand up. Jerusalem, you once were a prisoner. Now free yourself from the chains around your neck. This is what the Lord says. You were not sold for a price, so you will be saved without cost. This is what the Lord says. First, my people went down to Egypt to live. Later, Assyria made them slaves. Now see what has happened, says the Lord. Another nation has taken away my people for nothing. This nation who rules them makes fun of me, says the Lord. All day long they speak against me. This has happened, so my people will know who I am. And so, on that future day, they will know that I am the one speaking to them. It will really be me. How beautiful is the person who comes over the mountains to bring good news, who announces peace and brings good news, who announces salvation and says to Jerusalem, Your God is King. Listen, your guards are shouting. They're all shouting for joy. They all will see with their own eyes when the Lord returns to Jerusalem. Jerusalem, your buildings are destroyed now, but shout and rejoice together because the Lord has comforted His people. He has saved Jerusalem. The Lord will show His holy power to all the nations. Then everyone on earth will see the salvation of our God. You people, leave, leave, get out of Babylon. Touch nothing that is unclean. You men who carry the Lord's things used in worship, leave there and make yourself pure. You will not be forced to leave Babylon quickly. You will not be forced to run away, because the Lord will go before you, and the God of Israel will guard you from behind. The Lord says, See, my servant will act wisely. People will greatly honor and respect him. Many people were shocked when they saw him. His appearance was so damaged he did not look like a man. His form was so changed they could barely tell he was human. But now he will surprise many nations. Kings will be amazed and shut their mouths. They will see things they had not been told about him, and they will understand things they had not heard. Isaiah chapter 53 Who would have believed what we heard? Who saw the Lord's power in this? He grew up like a small plant before the Lord, like a root growing in a dry land. He had no special beauty or form to make us notice him. There was nothing in his appearance to make us desire him. He was hated and rejected by people. He had much pain and suffering. People would not even look at him. He was hated, and we didn't even notice him. But he took our suffering on him and felt our pain for us. We saw his suffering and thought God was punishing him, 
but he was wounded for the wrong we did. He was crushed for the evil we did. The punishment which made us well was given to him, and we are healed because of his wounds. We have all wandered away like sheep. Each of us has gone his own way. But the Lord has put on him the punishment for all the evil we have done. He was beaten down and punished, but he didn't say a word. He was like a lamb being led to be killed. He was quiet as a sheep is quiet while its wool is being cut. He never opened his mouth. Men took him away roughly and unfairly. He died without children to continue his family. He was put to death. He was punished for the sins of my people. He was buried with wicked men, and he died with the rich. He had done nothing wrong, and he had never lied. But it was the Lord who decided to crush him and make him suffer. The Lord made his life a penalty offering, but he will still see his descendants and live a long life. He will complete the things the Lord wants him to do. After his soul suffers many things, he will see life and be satisfied. My good servant will make many people right with God. He will carry away their sins. For this reason I will make him a great man among people, and he will share in all things with those who are strong. He willingly gave his life and was treated like a criminal. But he carried away the sins of many people and asked forgiveness for those who sinned. Isaiah chapter 54 The Lord says, Sing, Jerusalem! You are like a woman who never gave birth to children. Start singing and shout for joy! You never felt the pain of giving birth, but you will have more children than the woman who has a husband. Make your tent bigger, stretch it out and make it wider. Do not hold back. Make the ropes longer and the stakes stronger, because you will spread out to the right and to the left. Your children will take over other nations, and they will again live in cities that were once destroyed. Don't be afraid, because you will not be ashamed. Don't be embarrassed, because you will not be disgraced. You will forget the shame you felt earlier. You will not remember the shame you felt when you lost your husband. The God who made you is like your husband. His name is the Lord All-Powerful. The Holy One of Israel is the one who saves you. He is called the God of all the earth. You were like a woman whose husband left her, and you were very sad. You were like a wife who married young, and then her husband left her. But the Lord called you to be His, says your God. God says, I left you for a short time, but with great kindness I will bring you back again. I became very angry and hid from you for a time, but I will show you mercy with kindness forever, says the Lord who saves you. The Lord says, This day is like the time of Noah to me. I promised then that I would never flood the world again. In the same way, I promise I will not be angry with you or punish you again. The mountains may disappear, and the hills may come to an end, but my love will never disappear. My promise of peace will not come to an end, says the Lord who shows mercy to you. You poor city, storms have hurt you and you have not been comforted, but I will rebuild you with turquoise stones and I will build your foundations with sapphires. I will use rubies to build your walls and shining jewels for the gates and precious jewels for all your outer walls. All your children will be taught by the Lord, and they will have much peace. I will build you using fairness. You will be safe from those who would hurt you, so you will have nothing to fear. Nothing will come to make you afraid. I will not send anyone to attack you, and you will defeat those who do attack you. See, I made the blacksmith, 
He fans the fire to make it hotter, and he makes the kind of tool he wants. In the same way I have made the destroyer to destroy. So no weapon that is used against you will defeat you. You will show that those who speak against you are wrong. These are the good things my servants receive. Their victory comes from me, says the Lord. Isaiah chapter 55 The Lord says, All you who are thirsty, come and drink. Those of you who do not have money, come, buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money and without cost. Why spend your money on something that is not real food? Why work for something that doesn't really satisfy you? Listen closely to me and you will eat what is good. Your soul will enjoy the rich food that satisfies. Come to me and listen. Listen to me so you may live. I will make an agreement with you that will last forever. I will give you the blessings I promised to David. I made David a witness of my power for all nations, a ruler and commander of many nations. You will call for nations that you don't yet know, and these nations that do not know you will run to you because of the Lord your God, because of the Holy One of Israel who honors you. So you should look for the Lord before it is too late. You should call to Him while He is near. The wicked should stop doing wrong, and they should stop their evil thoughts. They should return to the Lord so He may have mercy on them. They should come to our God because He will freely forgive them. The Lord says, My thoughts are not like your thoughts. Your ways are not like my ways. Just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. Rain and snow fall from the sky and don't return without watering the ground. They cause the plants to sprout and grow, making seeds for the farmer and bread for the people. The same thing is true of the words I speak. They will not return to me empty. They make the things happen that I want to happen, and they succeed in doing what I send them to do. So you will go out with joy and be led out in peace. The mountains and hills will burst into song before you, and all the trees in the field will clap their hands. Large cypress trees will grow where thorn bushes were. Myrtle trees will grow where weeds were. These things will be a reminder of the Lord's promise, and this reminder will never be destroyed. Did you notice there were several references to the coming Messiah in today's reading? Chapter 53 talked quite a bit about him, and I'm sure you've noticed that in almost every depiction of Jesus, his appearance is very attractive. He looks like someone who could draw a crowd just from his looks, right? But verse 2 of chapter 53 says, He had no special beauty or form to make us notice him. There was nothing in his appearance to make us desire him. So what drew people was not his appearance. What could it have been? Maybe it was his message, huh? Go figure. But that's not what I really want to focus on today. I want to look at verse 5. Here it is again. But he was wounded for the wrong we did. He was crushed for the evil we did. The punishment which made us well was given to him, and we are healed because of his wounds. Now, what I'm about to say would be very controversial in some Christian circles, especially with our Pentecostal brothers and sisters, but please hear me out. Reading Scripture in context is imperative if you want to have a proper understanding. Would you agree with that? I hope so. So, how does verse 5 begin? Isaiah says that the Messiah was wounded for our sins. He was crushed for our sins. This verse is talking about his being punished because of our sins, right? Well, what happens when we sin? Death, punishment. 
But according to this verse, the punishment we deserve was given to him. So far, are you still with me? I think I hear you saying amen. Now here's the controversial part. The verse ends with the words, and we are healed because of his wounds. Well, healed from what? Sin. Sin is our cause of spiritual death. But we're healed of sin because he took the punishment that was due us. So many people quote the end of this verse to say that we're physically healed because of his wounds. And they like to quote the King James Version, By his stripes we are healed. And then they go on to teach or preach or claim healing from cancer and every other physical malady under the sun. Beloved, that is not the meaning of this verse. This verse, in much of this chapter, is about sin. It doesn't talk about physical illness. Well, am I saying that God does not heal our bodies? Absolutely not. He is the great physician. He's the one who formed our bodies, and he can and does heal miraculously today. I've even seen it in my own family, so it's not that I don't believe that God can or does heal. Of course he heals, but he doesn't always heal. Sometimes disease takes its course, and people die. But the healing talked about in verse 5 is successful 100% of the time, every time. That is the healing from the punishment Jesus took upon himself on our behalf. No one who accepts him as Savior must take the punishment of death because of their sin. No one. You see, God is much more interested in your spiritual health than your physical health. Sometimes it takes a terrible illness to bring someone to the point of accepting the forgiveness that Jesus offers. And if that's what it takes, God, in his loving kindness, will use that. If a person's time on earth is cut short, quote-unquote, so that they can spend eternity in the presence of God, don't you think it's worth it? If I were given a choice of living a hundred years in perfect health but die without God, or die today with the assurance that I would be in His presence forever, I would jump at that chance. Wouldn't you? I'd like to know what you think. Comment on the show at comment.lifespringmedia.com or email me at steve at lifespringmedia.com or comment on the show notes page for this episode. I want to hear from you. Tomorrow we're going to complete the book of Matthew by reading chapters 26 through 28. Booze. Would you do me a big favor? It'll only take you about two minutes, I promise. Today I put up a short 10-question survey at lifespringmedia.com survey. And all but one question are just quick, multiple choice, so all you have to do is click or tap on them to answer. And it's completely anonymous, so your data and identity are safe. I just want to know a little bit about you so that I can make this show the best it can be for you. Two minutes, that's all it takes. I'm not using the information for anything else. I just need to know more about you so that I can make this show as good as it possibly can be for you. LifespringMedia.com survey. And I'll have the link on the show notes page as well. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Boostagram. Boostagrams. I got two Boostagrams today from Sean. The first one was a 500 sat Boostagram that he sent using the Fountain app, and he said, I'm back. Yeah, Sean, where you been? I should say, Sean of San Pedro, where you been? It's good to see you back, brother. And then his second one was another 500 sat Boostagram sent from the Fountain app, and he said, I like this psalm reading format. Well, Sean of San Pedro, it's interesting that you would say that. That's one of the questions I have on the survey. Do you guys like having me uh, do an introduction to each chapter instead of doing comments at the end, or do you prefer me uh, giving my comments at the end? 
So the information given uh, when I do an introduction is just that. I introduce the chapter, tell you a little bit about what you're about to hear as I read it, and then comments is after we read it, I talk a little bit about what happened. So which do you prefer? That's one of the questions on the survey at lifespringmedia.com survey. But Sean of San Pedro, thank you for the boostergrams. I really appreciate him, and it's great to hear from you again. This date in church history, November 5th, 1841. Daniel C. Roberts was born. He was an American clergyman and hymn writer. He's the author of the hymn, God of Our Fathers, Whose Almighty Hand. Great old hymn of the faith. And then on this date in church history, November 5th, 1935, in Nashville, the Cooperative General Association of Free Will Baptists, Northern United States, and the General Conference of Free Will Baptists, Southern United States, merged to form the National Association of Free Will Baptists. I can say this because it was in a Baptist church that I gave my heart to the Lord. There are so many flavors of Baptists, it's unbelievable. <laughs> Well, for those of you that get the newsletter, you may have noticed I'm late again. Yeah, well, the situation is that because of my really busy schedule, I simply don't have time to put one together each week. But I do want you to have the reading schedule in case you want to read ahead or whatever. So here's what I'm doing. To see the schedule, just go to lifespringmedia.com read. And if you can't remember that, all you have to do is go to Lifespring Media, and you'll see at the top there's a Bible reading schedule link right there. If you'd like to donate some time and talent and help me with a newsletter, send me an email. I'd like to be able to put a newsletter out, but like I said, I don't have the time. So if you have the time and if, and if you can put together a newsletter, I would love to hear from you. Just email me at steve at lifespringmedia.com. Prayer Requests well, Dell called me today to ask for prayer for Kathy. Well, for Kathy and him. Uh, their daughter, Christy, will be taking Kathy to City of Hope today, if you're listening on Friday, November 4th, to have some labs done, to have another dose of chemo, and hopefully get results from the PET scans that she had a few days ago. And a new development, she's been having a lot of pain in her left arm that her pain relievers aren't helping her with at all. So there's a lot going on with Kathy. And then, in addition, Dell asked for prayer for wisdom. You see, they live up in the Lake Arrowhead area, which is here in Southern California, the mountains that we have here. And, yeah, they're real mountains. They're not hills. Um, their house is fairly small, but it's three stories. Plus, just to get into the house, you have to walk down a flight of stairs of about, I, don't, I think, about 15 or so steps. All of these stairs are really difficult for Kathy. Well, she wants to sell the house and find someplace that's single story. But Dell doesn't think they can find anything that they can afford. Plus, he doesn't want to move away from the mountains. But single-story homes up there are few and far between, which means they would have to move down here to what he calls the flatlands here in Riverside area. But they for sure can't afford anything down here. I mean, Southern California home prices are stupid, but up there where he lives up in the mountains, they're much more affordable. So they just need prayer for guidance and wisdom. Now, also, listening to the latest No Agenda today... Uh, Sir Tizi asked, as he put it, for a small prayer from the religious producers for his mother, who also has cancer. I don't know anything else about Sir Tizi. I don't know who it is, don't know where he's at, but his mom needs prayer, and he asked for prayer, so we're going to pray for him. And let's do that now. Our Heavenly Father, we come to you again, Lord, in Jesus' name, to thank you for loving us. Thank you for calling us to be yours. We pray for both Dell and Kathy, Lord. 
Kathy's health needs are great, and she needs your healing touch. Her arm has begun having pain. She's got a chemo treatment today. She struggles greatly with the stairs at home. And to top it all off, there's the issue of whether they should sell the house that Dell loves. But with his cognitive issues, he needs familiar surroundings, Lord, and you know that. And moving would be a hardship for him. So it's a hardship for Kathy to stay, and it's a hardship for him to move. Well, Lord, we pray that you would show them the best way to deal with these conflicting needs. Give them the ability to work out a solution that is good for both of them, Lord, in Jesus' name. And we pray for Sir Titsi's mom, who also has cancer. We don't know anything else about her, but you know everything about her, and that's all that's necessary. We ask God that you touch her body and bring healing. Give the doctors the right treatment for her and let everyone know that the healing came from you. You made us, and you still do heal. And we ask that you heal Sir Titsi's mom today. I thank you, Lord, for each one in the LifeSpring family. I don't know their needs, but you do. So I ask that you meet each need. We ask for your presence in each of our lives and thank you for everything you do for us, and we give you praise. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. You can send your prayer requests in at prayer.lifespringmedia.com. It's an easy little form there to fill out. Give me as much or as little uh, detail as you want. I'll pray for you by name, but if you'd like to remain anonymous on the show, you can let me know on that form, prayer.lifespringmedia.com. Hey, if you like this show, tell somebody about it. Share it on your social media. Share it with your family. Share it with the folks at church. Help us get the word out that there's a podcast out there where you can read through the Bible in a year. Come on, sharing is caring. And if you have not yet written a review, please go to reviews.lifespringmedia.com and get that done. That's another way to spread the news about the show. Reviews.lifespringmedia.com. And until tomorrow, may God bless you richly. That's it for the day. Thank you for being here. I'm Steve Webb. It's been good spending time with you. Bye.